Matthew chapter 7 contains a portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Our Lord's perfect teaching. The sermon reveals practical things that we must do to be authentic disciples of our Lord. And the key word there being authentic, true, original. The importance of genuine discipleship is emphasized in our text this morning in Matthew chapter 7, in verses 13 and 14. And I encourage you to open your Bibles with me to that reading where Jesus says to us, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, or narrow, and narrow or straightened is the way which leadeth unto life, and a few there be that find it. In Matthew 7 and 13 and 14, the Lord says that everyone is on one or two spiritual paths. You and I must choose which path we are on. There are many paths in this old world, but there's only one we should travel in. A lot of people in the world today are on different paths. You see, these readings of our Lord, that's one thing I love about the Sermon on the Mount, is they are practical things of life. They are simple things of life that you and I can relate to. Things that are so simple a child could understand. And this morning as you read that passage, as we continue through this service, it's very simple. This morning every person in the sound of my voice is on one path or the other path. 
There's no in-between. You're either on the spiritual path that leads to life eternal unto God and unto heaven, or you are on the spiritual path that leads to the gates and the fires of hell. There's no in-between. Now, the world will teach you different. The world would say there are many ways to go to heaven. That's not what our Lord says. That's not what Jesus said right here, was it? In verses 13 and 14. He says, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many be there that go in. Our Lord's being honest with us. It's simple. It's common sense. He said, there's going to be a lot of people on that broad way. But then on the common sense side of the other side of the coin, he says, because straight or narrow is the way. It's a narrow way. It's not just a do whatever you want to way. It's a way that says, Lord says, this is my way and it's narrow and you've got to follow it if you want to be in heaven. It's that simple. And let me say this morning, my first point. Everyone is not on the same path. Some people take the broad path, while others take the narrow path. And as I just noted, the broad path this morning refers to hell. And the narrow path refers to heaven. Now, if you go with me on into the book of Matthew, chapter 25, we can go further in our study. In Matthew, chapter 25, in verse 41, our Lord says, Then shall he say unto me, them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and what? His angels. Now go with me to verse 46. And these shall go into or go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. These are things that were spoke just a days before our Lord was crucified. Now this morning, those who are on that broad path, those who are not obeying uh, uh, the, the words of our Lord and, and the Bible and have not become a Christian, those who are not faithful are on that broad path. And if they should meet their God today, he would say, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devils and his angels. But on the other hand, and he says, these shall ever go into lasting punishment, there in verse 46. But those who are on that narrow way, that straight way, is the righteous into life eternal. One cannot reasonably believe in Jesus Refusing to believe in the existence of both heaven and hell. This morning you may believe there is a God. 
This morning, you may believe there's a Jesus, and that's good. But there are those who are even in our, our society and right here close to us, and maybe those who are in our midst this morning who truly do not believe that there's a heaven and there's a hell because the world has brainwashed them. As I've said, everyone is not on the same path. You see, we need to understand this morning that life is all about to pass. And according to Jesus this morning in our scripture, you are on one of those two paths. And I ask you sincerely this morning, do you believe in the reality of this scripture. Do you truly believe in the reality of this scripture that there's only two ways that you're traveling this morning? You're either on that straight and narrow or you're on the broad. You're either on the righteous path or you're on the worldly and sinful path. Do you truly believe reality-wise you're on one of those two? You're not in the middle. You say, I think that's important for you to go on with us in this lesson. Because if you don't believe that this morning, you just, you just need to do whatever. Because you can't go any further. Because the rest of it will not mean anything to you. I like to watch people. I like to be in large crowds. I love going to Dollywood and just sitting down and just watch people. And in watching those people, there's always one thing that comes to my mind. What path are they on? This morning, among this 120 people, whatever's here, I look at you individually. Some, I know what path you're on. And it may not be the good path. Or let us say, no, you're not on the good path. Because I see your lifestyle. I see what's important to you. I don't say that to be discouraging. I don't say that to be mean. I say that in regards to the fact that our Lord says that you've got to be on one or two. And he says that one that's leading to hell, that broad path, he says you're, you're going to end up in the fires of hell. And the caring person that I am, I don't want anyone to go to hell. The people here in this congregation, our elders and our Bible school teachers, do, does not want anyone to live eternally in the fires of hell. Do you know our Lord preached more about hell than he did heaven? When you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he spoke a whole lot more about hell than he did heaven. But point number two, most people are traveling on the wrong path. I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. Most people, even sometimes in the Lord's church, are traveling on the wrong path. And you say, well, we're here today. That really doesn't mean a lot. 
The devil comes to church. He's here this morning. But this morning, you are on one of the two paths. And you just may be traveling on the wrong path. And that's what I want for this lesson this morning, for you to see and understand and make that decision what path I am on. You see, this has been true through the existence of mankind. When you go to the book of Genesis 6 and verse 5, it was true in the days of Noah where it says the mass or the vast amount of people were wicked and only eight souls were saved. Again, a reinforcement of Matthew 7 and 13 and 14. There will be only a few that will find it. In the days of Noah, in Genesis 6 there where it says in verse 5 that, they, that all the world was wicked. There were only eight people who were saved. A few. This was true in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Most people are traveling on the wrong path. When you go to Genesis 18 and verses 32 and 33, 32 and 33, you see the immorality, you see the sinfulness of the people. And they begin the process of trying to find righteous souls and they can't find them. If there was a process here this morning of those who were on the right path. Let me give you this example this morning. If your life, everything that you had said and done in the past two weeks, two weeks, 14 days, if we could take for each individual and we could display it on this screen, what would it show? What would it show? Could we as an audience look at whoever, we could choose a person, and we say, oh, they're on the wrong path. Oh, they're on the right path. Oh, they're on the wrong path. By based on what knowledge we know about Christianity. If we could do that, we probably would be surprised, wouldn't we? Most people are traveling on the wrong path. This was true of Israel throughout the Old Testament. The majority of the Israelites, the people that rejected God, they were always running off into rebellion, into idol worship and all these sinful things. And God had to take and rain judgment on them. And then they would come back and say, We have sinned against our God which is in heaven, the Lord of hosts. Please forgive us. Pray for us. And God would take them back. They were on the wrong path by the things they were doing. You see, Jesus' teaching stands in direct contradiction to what the world believes and teaches today. The word universalism. You ever heard of it? Our society, and unfortunately in the Lord's church, There are people who believe in universalism. Universalism is the idea that ultimately everyone will make it to heaven and be saved. That's what it is. How many times have I told you 
Everybody who dies and is posted on Facebook goes where? They go to heaven, don't they? I don't care what they've done. They could have been a murderer. They could have been a sex molester of children. Or they could have done be, be a drunk, be a whatever. But everyone's going to put them in heaven. I know they're in heaven smiling down. You don't know that. You don't know it. We know when the saints die by the way they live and whether they're a Christian or not, we know those people, we, by what we know, are in heaven. But I'm going to tell you what, the idea of our world today is universalism. Everybody goes to heaven. doesn't matter what this says. doesn't matter what this says about your marriage. Doesn't say it, this doesn't matter what it says about drinking alcohol. Doesn't matter what it says about cursing. Doesn't matter what it says about how you treat your wife, how you treat your husband, whether you come to church or you don't come to church. No matter what this says, everybody's going to heaven. That is totally in contradiction to what our Lord is teaching in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Our Lord says there's only two paths. And this morning, you're on one of the two. Way more people. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me news, news flash. The reality. Way more people are going to be lost than there is saved. Even in the Lord's church. There's a lot of folks in the Lord's church not going to make it. If they don't change their ways. But you know what? That is not what God wants for you. Newsflash. God says, I don't want you to die and go to hell. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. No one to perish, he says. John 3 and verse 16, you know it by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who should believe in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. But to have that everlasting life, you've got to be on that right path. God doesn't want you to die and go to hell. But I'm going to tell you, third point, God allows you to choose your path. The ability to choose, according to Genesis chapter 1 and verses 26 and 27, being made in the image of God, is our ability to choose and part of, being that, of, of what path we're on. God made us that way. We are free moral agents. This morning, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, no matter how loud I preach, you're going to make a decision this morning whether to get on the right path and get off the old or vice versa. You're going to make either go stay where you are because you're a free moral agent 
There's no miraculous power that's going to fall down upon your head and say, you need to become a Christian. You need to do this. The God told me to do that. Man, I read a story the day. A man said he walked out in his outside and he looked up in the sky and the clouds looked like the words, go and preach. He said, God was telling me to go and preach the gospel. Let me tell you, if them clouds, none of that, the wind made it look like that. God ain't speaking to you through no clouds and God's not going to speak to you miraculously but through his word that we have recorded and the Holy Spirit guided it. So if you're waiting on some miraculous thing to happen to choose the path you need to be on, you're going to be waiting from eternity, all the way to eternity. If you're waiting to get your life, everything fixed in your life, I need to get all of my insecurities and all of my problems and all of my weaknesses fixed before I get on the right path with God. You'll never do it. Because there's not one perfect person that will ever get to that point. God allows you to choose. When you go back to Matthew chapter 7 and read it in context in verse 13, the very first word, what is it? It says, enter. You know what that means? Indirectly, when you study that passage, enter means to choose. So when you read that passage, <clears throat> take and put the word choose. Choose ye. Choose you to enter in. You have a choice. And let me tell you, according to Matthew 7, 13, and 14, we can choose our spiritual path according to our Lord. <coughs> now go with me to verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits, our Lord says. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistle or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down or cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not only do you have the ability to choose your spiritual path this morning, but you have the ability to choose who you listen to. He goes on, he says there, beware of false teachings. He says, beware of the denominations of the world. That's going to tell you all you got to do is accept the Savior as your personal, or Lord Jesus Lord is your personal Savior and you'll be saved. You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to come to church. You don't have to meet on the first day of the week. You don't have to take the Lord's Supper the first day of the week. You don't have to give every week. False teachers. And our Lord says you can choose to be on the right path this morning. You can choose who you're going to listen to to get you to the right path. And now what I'm telling you this morning is Bible. I am not telling you what man says. If you've got a Bible that has Jesus' words in red, everything I'm looking at is in red letters this morning. That means our Lord said it. So this is Jesus talking to you through me through reading of his word. 
So not only can you choose your path, your spiritual path, you can choose who do you hear. We can also choose to do things for Jesus in Jesus' way. Go to verse 21 with me. In verse 21 it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of what he wants to do. Man, what that says, what it? He who does whatever mom and daddy did. Mm-mm. He who does whatever his best friend or his brother or his sister or his mama or daddy or grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle. No. He says, he that doeth the what? Will of my Father which is in heaven. Oh, he's going to describe right here in verse 22, those who choose not to do the will. He says, many will. Now, who he's talking about right here, he's talking about people who believe in Jesus. He's talking about people who claim to be Christians, that are good people, that have done many good things for him. And he says, talks about him. He says, and many will say to me in that day, the judgment day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Oh, watch it right here. Then I will profess unto him, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. We can choose to do things Jesus' way. We have that choice. This morning, it's all about choices. When you go to Joshua 24 and verse 15, you know the scripture very well. The people are finally conquering the people of the promised land. And Joshua tells them, choose you this day. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose choice. It's all about choices. The other thing you can choose, go with me to verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine. Now, he's, he's backing up. He's saying, now, whoever's listening to what I've said before and doeth them, whoever does the will of my Father, my will, he says, I will compare him or liken him unto a wise man which built a house upon a rock. You see, we can choose our foundation. This morning we can choose our foundation of what our lives are built upon. Mamas and daddies, you can choose the foundation in which your home is built on. You can choose the foundation in which your children are raised and taught upon. You see, it's all about being like that wise man. But he goes on to say, when the storms of life came and when hard times came, he said, that wise man who built his house upon the rock, Jesus Christ, and the words of our Lord, he says, his house stand firm. But he said, there was a foolish man who didn't hear There'll be those this morning who are wise and hear what was being said this morning, but there's going to be those that our Lord calls that are foolish. And he says that he's going to build his house upon worldly things. He's going to build his house on what people of the world and his friends do and the material things of the world. And he says when the storms of life come, he says your house is going to go flat. 
And I'm going to tell you what, that's why we have the divorce rate we have today. That's why we have it. Because our spiritual paths are not chosen correctly, which creates our spiritual foundations. And when the foundation is not there, everything else falls. In closing, our last point. We can know this morning our current path. You can know this morning what path you're on. You may be confused. You may say, well, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Or I didn't, I didn't understand this. You can understand it this morning. Number one, Matthew 7 and 21, are you doing the Father's will? Are you this very present morning at 10.56, are you doing the Father's will? Have you become a Christian? Have you been baptized for remission of your sins and had them washed away? Have you been added to the body of Christ I'm not talking about call upon the name of the Lord being baptized six weeks or six months later. I'm talking about baptized immediately because baptism doth now save us. You can know what path you're on this morning. Maybe you've done that, but you've fallen away. We've, in the last few weeks, we've had five, six, seven folks who have come back to the church. And I am so thankful for that. The devil lost. And he can lose again this morning. 1 John 2 and verse 3, are you keeping the Father's commandments? Once you, you have been baptized and you are a Christian and you are living the way you should, but you fell away, are you keeping those things? Are you faithful as you should be? And I can tell you this morning, those who are doing God's will can live with confidence regarding their salvation, 1 John 5 and 13. You can live the confidence. A lot of times people will say, can I know that if I died I can go to heaven? Yes, you can know that this morning. If you put him on in baptism, if you confess those sins, let us pray for you, pray with you. You can know this morning what path you are on because there's only two. And sometimes we get all messed up in this old crazy world and we get off the path that we should be on, the path of righteousness. Which path are you on right now? Is it the wrong one? Choose to make a detour right now. Detour off that wrong path and get back where you need to be. Cross the median if you have to. Do a U-turn. Do what you got to do to get back where you need to be. If we can help you anyway, please come. Together we stand and as we sing.